Are we recording on your end as well? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Oh my God! Is All this right. the, is this is this it? Is this happening? This is it. This is oh this my is God. happening. So exciting! Insane. This is Finally. Happening. Hi everyone. Hey, how's Finally. it going? Finally, yeah. finally, welcome to Lokia Kahinge. And <laughs> we are just so, 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 so goddamn excited, excited to be here. As am I. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. What are we excited On the about? Line with us is Cheyenne Ali. All of that beautiful jazziness, wholesome love coming to you across from the pond. Shine early, yes. how's it going? <laughs> across um, the pond, exactly. Absolutely. We're trying to do something special here with the audio stuff. So if it sounds like we're in the same room, it means we've succeeded. Um, if it yes. doesn't, then uh, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see. No. Who knows? We'll find out. No, A lot of no, new no. stuff's happening with this episode. I completely agree, and I think that it's going to sound spectacular, better uh, than ever, than any of our other episodes, because we actually have a pro on the line. Hello. <laughs> That's Hello. you. Hello. How's again? <laughs> no, Jan, I'm, I'm more than happy. so excited to have you here. Same. Like, I'm, I'm insanely, I'm ecstatic to be here. Like, this has been so long in the making, and we've had a lot of chats and, like, calls and catch-ups as well and which still need to be completed properly but um damn this is this has been a long time coming and like i've been seeing you guys doing the incredible work that you have been doing with Loki Gange and uh, i'm so excited to be a part of it now this yes. is great let's, let's get going let's get exactly. going let's do it let's do it so for our audience's purposes um Cheyenne uh-huh. is formally joining us as uh one of our log which is our people and he yep. is this spectacular creative that is defying all odds and norms <laughs> of what a guy from our culture should be doing with his life it's <laughs> anything and everything this guy just got a nose ring he's sitting right in front of me and i have a feeling he's the inspiration that like is gonna finally the final nudge for myself to get one so i'm just like you know so i think we want to give a little bit of a background to everybody that's listening um cheyenne is a person who's been in our lives for a while and when i say a while um, you know, fr- from near and afar. So Cheyenne and I went sure. to high school together in Lahore, uh, mm-hmm. in Pakistan, and yep. um, LGS been Lahore got to supply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. I forgot that was a thing. That's a throwback. That's a throwback and a half, isn't it? Yeah. That's is a true throwback. Um, and yeah, and I'm gonna, you know, chime in, but um, Cheyenne, you've, you know, for for me, I've been, uh, you know honestly honored to know you since so far oh, back then damn. oh stop it you, you know? no I'm serious <laughs> it's true it's true and you know what it is like I'm so happy that I'm like now meeting you at a point in my life where I'm grown up and mature <laughs> and also um now I know the kind of like you know how blessed I am with the kind of people in my life and I can truly for appreciate sure. your value so thank you for Aww. picking up that phone call you oh, know damn. uh thanks for you know chatting with me again when we had, you know, now checked in what after, I have no clue, like 12, 13 years, At it least. sounded like uh, a male version of me was telling me everything yeah. that has happened to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, it yeah. was 
honestly, things are like no thanks necessary. Like it's it, the pleasure's all mine. Like it, if you if you hadn't kind of like recognized and like seen uh, or had the drive to like reach out, like this wouldn't have happened in the first place, right? Like if you hadn't called, I wouldn't have picked up. It's as simple as that. So I think it it goes both ways. And uh, no, it's it's it, it's just it's a really good circle of life kind of situation because I we weren't super close when we were in school um right. that's i feel like that's fair to say yeah. um like we were in the same class but uh we had social circles or friends that kind of overlapped but like we weren't super close as, as such and that's yeah, yeah that's fair enough that happens um but i feel like there was always like an acknowledgement of another person's like the other person's existence right um mainly because of the amount of mutual friends that we had yeah um but it's it's so incredible to kind of like you know, almost a decade, if not more, later, come mm-hmm. around full circle and and like creatives finding each other, uh, and and that catch up call was was incredible. That was really it was cathartic almost, like because we were like, oh, do you remember that happened and this happened and yeah. Um, as as you said, it was it was great to like just be like, yeah, there are other people like myself out there as well that completely get the struggles with, you know, being a creative or, or you know, identity as well. That's a, that's a big thing that, that I'm about um, and that I'd probably be talking about as well <laughs> on the podcast. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, we just connected on so many levels. I'm so glad that this happened and this this just talking. And then we got to sort of meet Minahal as well um, in a later call. Hey. Uh, and and yeah, that was no, just so I... great to connect. I was just like when I was really small I like small I I knew like all of her friends like I knew of them and some of them I knew knew some of them I knew of them but your name definitely used to come up I didn't think much of it because like I didn't think much of any of her friends (laughs) but but, um yeah your name definitely came up a lot and then I I guess when you guys had that um catch-up call like with everybody like Mm. all of your other friends as well is when she told me like all about you specifically just about you from that call um and i was like (laughs) i want to get to know him and then we had our call Uh of us and that was just wonderful like we talked about so many things what was that like two hours yeah yeah it was the buzz yeah buzzing buzzing no i really really wish we'd recorded that but yeah it's right it, we it was the first call we needed to catch up anyways but we're definitely yeah. i'm feeling that energy today as well like just talking to you guys oh, yeah. just gives me the energy that i feel like we need um like I, as south asians in general like the young mm-hmm. new up-and-coming generation of, of us south asians that are hopefully cycle breakers um you know not afraid to speak out their wants and needs and and becoming the change that that we need to be like i did say i was gonna mention this line um (laughs) but but it's but it's just great like to to well there's a belief that you know that the people are out there but it's just a whole separate feeling of of joy to when when you when you find these people Mm -hmm. as well and especially like seeing um, the change and the the journey that uh, Kinza you've been through as well. Like Minahal, obviously I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know I know I knew of your existence, but I hadn't met you obviously in Pakistan. Right. Um, but but Kinza, like you know, we spent a couple of years like being in the same class, yeah. and then seeing you from there to now, like that journey, that change, and myself as well. I was I, I'm sure you remember I was still am a little bit, but you know, fully into my science maths and like fully geeky, nerdy guy. I still love my <laughs> physics. And like, you know, I pursue yeah, that that's... to like the highest degree I could. Uh, and now I'm a creative. Um, right. So I feel like there's been a massive amount of like, like very beautiful um, 
character arcs as we call yep. it in the film film line <laughs> Love that. Uh, it's just really really lovely to to be able to like find each other at that point um, i completely agree and i want to go back to you know as you're saying a couple of things right uh, south asians uh you mm. I, I had no idea actually since the catch-up call that you were actually a person who was born in britain and then you went to pakistan and then like mm-hmm. you know i mean the whole overlap so i do want to take a moment here and pause and just ask you to kind of you know tell uh, us a little bit about who you are go, go into my life story as it were yes. um my, my what was it that my kata um my ujuri dastan um <laughs> all of that i jazz. have no idea how to translate that we no, usually do but like what <laughs> I would say it, guys, like, you know, his life story. Life story. Life story. In a more dramatic um, way. My, my, my <laughs> odyssey, as it were. Yes, thank um, you. So, I mean, I, I should probably also say I'll probably be jumping in and out of um, Urdu quite a lot, so there will be a fair bit Absolutely. of translating, I guess. We like um, that. We love that. Where's Taha when you need him? <laughs> he's, he's always on it with the translations. I can't really? wait to have a podcast with him as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. I agree completely. Um, uh, so my my katha, um, katha by the way, be I think it's a Sanskrit word meaning like story. Um, nice. Oh gosh, so so yeah, like was so okay. So here's here's the thing. I was actually born in Lahore, uh, so Lahore uh-huh. through and through. Um, my parents were British, are British. So they, I was a couple months old. They came back to the UK. Um, uh, and I basically grew up here till I was nine. So right. a lot of my primary education um, was was here. We we moved a fair bit as well when uh, when I was growing up. So fairly used to kind of like just going from place to place. Um, right. Which was which was great because it really banded our family together because it was like schools had to change, friends had to change. So I became pretty used to that early on in my life. But I kind of knew that family is going to be there. My sisters are like my sister and I are quite close in age as well. Uh, I'm the eldest uh, sibling, um, but we spent a lot of time together, spent a lot of time with mom, dad. Um, that really, I felt, felt like helped us as a family. And then in 2003, we moved to Pakistan. I can't remember for whatever reasons, but I feel like part of it was majorly because my parents were like, you know, like, you know, we don't, we, we, like, they, they wanted, uh, they, they wanted us the to have that kids. sense of, exactly, yeah. exactly. They, they wanted us to have that appreciation of family, culture, um, you know, country roots back home, that kind of stuff. Um, so 2003, we moved, um, and then, gosh, that, adjustment into like schools was so crazy like my parents spent a lot of time making sure that we find the right kind of school for us right mm-hmm. um because obviously teaching here is is very like very loving and exactly exactly whereas in pakistan if you know it's like <laughs> you either learn this or this danda will teach you like you know <laughs> You either learn it by book or like I'm gonna make you learn it by force, kind of. It's it's just a whole different beast. The education system there, um, but yeah, no, I remember kind of like having some teething problems as it were, um, <laughs> adjusting right. to school life there. And because I'd moved um, in the middle of the year, I kind of had to repeat a year as well, which just means 
Um, I'm a year older than everyone else in my my academic kind of, which is which is fun. I mean, had I not moved, which just means that had I not moved at that point of year, yeah, I would have been a year above you, Kinza, and we wouldn't have ever like ever crossed met. paths as such. True so now that, that's. What a beautiful uh, amount of uh, serendipity right there. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. What do we want to say? Where do we go from here? I remember, gosh, I, I know I've, I might have told you uh, the story about Mr. Akshanda. Um, <laughs> but Wait for me. This never gets old. We have to do this. I'm sure many people can also relate. Uh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> So one of the biggest things that was assured to us kids, so at this point it was myself, my younger sister Sana, and then uh, my my brother uh, Basa, we call him Baba though, um, which isn't confusing at all when it comes to talking about, <laughs> well, you know, Baba did this and I'm like, your dad? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, it's actually my brother. <laughs> yeah, actually is, yeah, yeah. You call your brother Baba? Like, yeah, dude, like, I don't have the time to explain this, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, so it was the three of us, and one thing that we were all assured was that, you know, that we are, we are going to find a school that's going to be nurturing or, like, strictly no hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was a bit, like, we knew that that's a thing in Pakistan, like, a lot of schools, which, by the way, I have huge, like, problems with yeah. uh, that, that need to be addressed because that's mm-hmm. a big, big issue in Pakistan. Just, like, Still. violence and, like, just how far teachers take this thing. Insane. It boils my blood. Right. Regardless. So we were assured that, that there's something like this isn't going to happen. And then I'm in class five and um, everything's fine so far. Right. And then one fine day, this otherworldly specimen is the only way I can describe. <laughs> otherworldly specimen just walks in. Um, skin as pale as Casper the Ghost. Completely um, uh, Eyes piercing right through your soul. Um, and just, oh, just, oh, mannerisms <laughs> unlike I've ever seen. Just like, you think, you think Corella DeVille has an air of weirdness and coldness around her. This person, like, I feel like flowers would just shrivel and, and wither away oh every time she'd walk past them. Gosh, I'm really painting a bleak picture, aren't I? But this yeah, is what like, I felt like. As, like this is as, exactly... <laughs> as a nine-year-old, like, I, this is what I would feel like every time she'd walk She's in. She's not traumatized. <laughs> oh, oh uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Miss Rakshanda, enter Miss Rakshanda. She would teach us mathematics uh, yeah. in in year five. Um, gosh, I mean, if if you think popos are scary, <laughs> or you know, damn, this is this is some this is something else. Not you know, not that popos are scary. I love popos. I love my popos very much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we love <laughs> the put that out disclaimers there. that we have to put out in spotted guests all the time. So Absolutely. for our audience, like that's the sisters of our dads, basically. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, culturally popular as like you know mean <laughs> mean. Yeah, to say the yeah. least. Uh, the mo- the most amount of like agree. resistance that you're gonna get with any life decision is probably gonna come from people. That's an over exaggerated stereotype. I must put it out there. Yeah, but yeah, um. but <laughs> equating Miss Rakshanda to one, I don't think that's a that's a that's not an over exaggeration. No, at all. no, this is perfect. Uh, yeah. Oh, just the the thing. She didn't even have to speak. Just the visuals alone. <laughs> 
like were just and this is the first this is like you know my having a fresh innocent little baby coming from the uk london and then being so okay uh, anyways mathematics as well the 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 standard of of teaching is just insanely different right yes. compared to like uh, at least year five here and class five in Pakistan. They're teaching you stuff about how to add millions and like <laughs> multiplying stuff and brackets. There's brackets. What what the hell's going on with brackets? Why do I have to know about that? Um, and no calculators. No calculator, man. Uh, What's no up with that? That's, that makes <laughs> no, no sense. No um, and so so the maths was difficult as it is, and then on top of that, you've got this teacher who's just like who just seems like she's pissed at you all the time. Yes. Just all the time. Just, like, ain't happy with life. And so that's coming out on you. And it's then on top of that... Boom. Yeah, exactly. God. 100 on how day. Um, and th- that's the thing. Then it was Mr. Akshanda that, with whom I witnessed for the first time, like, a teacher beating up a kid, a student. Oh. And, like, I'm talking about slap... Like, you know, something as little as slapping across the head or ruler to the hand all the way to like entire folders and registers to the head or like 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 proper slaps on like it was it was disgusting it was so traumatizing i was like where the hell am i what's going on um and 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 what i what i started to do was what started to happen was like my nine-year-old self of like dealing with this kind of stress was i would fake um uh like stomach issues right um i'd be like oh yeah mujhe gas ho rahi hai pet mein dard ho rahi hai pet mein nahi nahi aa sakta um so i'd wake up in the morning and then like i'd be like oh mere pet mein woh dard ho rahi hai main aaj school nahi ja sakta oh kuch nahi hua chalo 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 jao right you're um, saying that no you're fine go yeah you're fine you're actually fine don't worry about it go to school you know don't 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 give us excuses or whatever <laughs> i i to be fair i kept that up for a good couple months to the point where they did get convinced and i did right. have to go to the doctor and um eventually the real reason kind of came out um uh but then thankfully by then i the year the academic year was finished um right. and and so i i repeated year five class five um but then it was with a, a different set of teachers. Uh, I like, but uh, this one time, like this uh, IT teacher as well. So this, uh, this is really interesting. This is weird. Um, and I don't know what place it has, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Um, but yeah, I think his name was like Mr. Rashid or something. I don't, I don't remember entirely. Like he was this tall mustachioed man with like, who'd wear glasses, like IT teacher. Um, and this is when IT was compulsory as well. So we were in the computer lab and we were doing something with, I don't know, probably Excel sheets. Let's call it Excel sheets. Um, and we, we had this list of, um, instructions that we had to follow to do like a certain assignment or task. And what I would notice, what I noticed was like, I was sitting on the end of like a line of, you know, computer computers, computers and all that. Yeah, cool. So, so every now and then right he'd be saying something and we were we were supposed to be on our computers like we were in pairs and we had to like do do our work so he'd be saying something blah 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 and after like i don't know 30 seconds a minute like he would just hit someone 
Oh right? my gosh. Just hit someone and like he'd make it out to be as if like they were talking like, you know, why are you talking? Um, oh my God. And then he was slowly working his way up the line. And I noticed a pattern that like, you know, he he's not just hitting like kids that are talking. He's actually like he's hitting someone, missing like a kid and then like going he's going for every other kid or leaving out to because I can't remember the exact pattern. But I remember that I recognized the pattern and I recognized that it was happening every like a fixed interval and then i extrapolated from there oh my and, then, and then guess who's on the line it's me obviously it's me oh i was no. like shit according like you know this is this is probably like where my early scientific brain started to like kick in like you know my, this extrapolation i was like okay so if this model is to be believed then that means i'm gonna be whacked in about a minute uh, and a half. Oh, <laughs> and so I'm quiet. I'm quiet. I'm just doing my work and um, I'm doing my work. I'm focusing on this. Someone sitting next to me asks me a question. I was like, oh, like, Chan, like, like what, what is this? How, how do we do this? And I'm just replying to him. And all of a sudden, whoop, on the back of my head, just a register just lands. What? And because I, like, in a way, I suppose I had mentally prepared for this thing to happen, yeah. I I knew I'd also kind of, like, rehearsed the kind of reaction that I was going to give. I knew that I was going to make a whole scene because right. I wasn't going to take this BS that someone could just come and, like, whack me on my head. And other kids might be used to it because it's part of the teaching culture, but not me. Um, and you whacked me on the head, I remember. I just, like, remember just sitting with my head down, just being like what the hell's just happened what the hell like just trying to process like this has this actually happened right um i i've always been a very emotional kid so like it would take me a millisecond before i start to cry um right. so like tears are falling down and everyone because i'd given like that kind of reaction i just completely stopped push my chair back doing like nope this ain't right this ain't good everyone's looking and be like this is very odd behavior why is he not continuing <laughs> to work after being yeah. whacked on the head um yeah. And then I just walked out of the class. I walked out of the class, Ooh. went straight into the principal's office, like wow. madam's office. Um, <laughs> thankfully, she wasn't in, in a meeting or something. I just walked in and I was just like, what kind of school are you running? I was promised, I was told, reassurance is given to my parents that teachers don't hit. This isn't the kind of culture that LGS... I gave her the whole shebang. And right. like, I, this isn't even an exaggeration because it genuinely... Like it was, it was so unjust in my head um, yeah. that that I was just like, I'm sorry, this ain't right. And I'm and and for me as a kid, I've always only like cried at situations that that have been truly like unjust of in course. my eyes. Right. And I've not been able to do anything about it. Like I'm usually quite an introverted, quiet, shy kind of person, despite what <laughs> might <laughs> appear so. Um, right. But it genuinely like things that just don't sit right with me i just i can't i can't sit quiet i have to like go so there's this like you know this this quiet little kid who's just like into his studies all of a sudden now just erupting into the principal office being like you're like guess that i get teacher okay what kind of teachers do you have this is no way to behave why is he hitting me why is it if, if if he had a problem with me talking to someone he should have asked me why i'm talking to someone is because i'm asked, answering someone's question why is he going ahead and just like bashing my head with a register all of a sudden um it's so unfair mm -hmm. and like honestly that is if you probably hadn't done that like for them that was probably an anomaly that was yeah. you yeah. know uh 
hey, we weren't really expecting that, what happened. And they probably told to steer away from, I don't know if somebody steered away from you or not, but you definitely disturbed the waters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, Madam, I've never seen Madam, like, go so pale. Right. Because like, usually she's the person in control. Um, yeah. She's like, Beta, I'm so sorry. I'm, you know, I'm, so, you know, yeah. last, I think, can, I, can, can I get you some water? Yeah. Can I get you something? To, like, I was like, no, I just want you to talk to that teacher and let him know that if he wants to teach, let him teach properly yeah. instead of, like, yeah. beating kids. And I don't understand. And I think that that actually kind of lends itself nicely to the other thing. Like, you know... We are so um, unfortunate when it comes to the just setting foundational behaviors for mm-hmm. kids in a safe way to kind of explore mm. what could be. And, yeah. you know, for yourself to go from like such a nurturing environment to an environment which basically, honestly, so for everybody's, you know, who's listening context, like Lahore Grammar School is supposed to be this really like, you know, uh, really an like top tier school. Like, yeah, private, for sure. Yeah. Private school. Yeah. Yeah. Where like you know you're, it's basically like you know a, a co-ed and like yep. everybody yep. speaks English and everybody's supposed to be like you know yeah. uh, manners and etiquettes and like strict yeah. rules and like completely. I completely so, forgot to mention that it's a private school, so like it's not yeah like you are paying like good money to to uh-huh. to be there yeah as well. Um, and so, like, I've just, you know, I feel like this is such an interesting way for us to bridge kind of like over to what yeah. you're doing today. I feel like, you know, you... Oh, you yeah, no, I, I know. I, I, right? I did kind of get too indulged no, in, in my, yeah. like, we actually, story. We definitely want to do that because, you know, yeah. we, we definitely want to... This is... Um, you're not the only person who has... Oh, you're not the only, like, you know, guest who has always said that we've talked mm. to other people who have brought up, yeah. like, uh, you know cruel punishment mm-hmm. and yeah. bullying in institutions yeah. and not just by you know kids to other kids but like yeah. people Teachers of authority well. to kids too yeah. as well but just to finish off that story like when lunchtime happened this was before lunch lunchtime happened and then um one of the one of the staff members pn uncle came came over and he was like yeah. uh, computer lab mein bula rahe. Uh, you, know, uh, you know teachers calling you upstairs all right upstairs. went upstairs Oh my god! I've never seen a man shrivel up so much in my life. Wow! Um, just so apologetic. His body language all closed up, so shriveled up, and he's like, "Beta, aapko madam ko kya batane ki thi? Like, why did you have to go and tell the madam? I'm so sorry. Oh like, it's a mistake, genuine mistake. I didn't know. I mistook you for someone mistake? else. So I'm like, well, times. you bashed my head in, didn't? Yeah, you didn't think about that before you whacked the register across my head. Um, Wow. But he was just very apologetic. He was very apologetic. He had no. I was like, look, I don't, I don't care about an apology. Just make sure it doesn't happen again. You gotta, you, you can be a better teacher than this. Uh, just be a bit more aware. I don't yeah. care because he was, he was giving the, the excuse that oh, there's so many kids. I was like, I'm sorry, that my head's been hit, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, you can still do better in terms of mm-hmm. trying to explain to someone to do work without whacking them across the face. First. I completely agree. And if somebody is sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm going to be whacked in exactly a minute and like 42 yeah. seconds. How yeah, are they yeah, going to focus yeah. on work? How are they ever going to focus exactly. on the work before them or even like think beyond what can be, you know, For sure. essentially the creative mind is completely suppressed. Mm-hmm. And we're not yeah. saying that, you know, the culture hasn't gotten better or didn't get better or something like that. Mm. Because one thing that I did come across that I would love to share with you guys is somebody was kind of like, 
uh, I had like looked at this post on Facebook a while ago, a little bit ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And it said that like, you know, there's a reason why your parents are so strict or like parents are, you know. Uh, oh, I, I've seen this with, one. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, a reason yeah. because like, you know, if this is mm. if if um, Rachel was in Pakistan, she would still be uh, working at a coffee space in season 10 <laughs> like she was in season one. And I, you know, oh, I am not, no. you know, whenever we oh. talk about these kinds of things on this podcast, we kind of like yeah. preface it with the fact that, yes, we are in a place of privilege mm-hmm. where we are 100%. definitely... 100%. We didn't have power for the last 18 days and yep. it, we lost our minds, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. And there are people. So I recognize the fact that there there are people living with like, without what I would call basic necessities. Yeah. Um, I completely recognize that, and I and that humbles me. And this year has been very humbling as well as we've been talking about. Um, Oh yeah, that for sure, for sure. Like there's in Pakistan, there's like just different circles or spheres of existence. I feel like, and it's very rare at all for those spheres to overlap or even interact so if you're living in a bubble that's like super elite then pakistan's heaven for you like you exactly you're not gonna have trouble with security issues or uh like wondering when you're gonna get the next meal from or electricity going like everything is gucci yeah um but what you're talking about cheyenne is like completely you know uh basic uh we're talking yeah. about going to a school that you know is yes. supposed to be all of that mm-hmm. is supposed to be part of that bubble but yeah. and essentially like even uh, basically intolerance and stupidity doesn't mm. really you know get excluded from that elite yeah. bubble either so what no. you're saying is what about just like basic human etiquette yeah, and behavior mm-hmm. yeah. and decency <laughs> You know, and so like it's so interesting because you know you're again. I started this podcast episode and said that you're one of the people defying all sort of like yes. culture norms, right? Yeah. I, I I'm gonna fast forward through. Uh, uh, so seven years spent in Pakistan, Lahore grammar, all of that happened. Year ten, class ten, left, came back here to London. Um, so at this point, I spent nine years in in London, seven years in Pakistan, a massive amount of like cultural, uh, like shocks, growth, uh, shocks. cultural shocks, but like also like a, a lot of like, uh, like culture became a very important part of me as well. Like literature, like Urdu, I got an A in Urdu literature. Yeah, I'm yeah. so happy about that. Like this is someone who like came in in year five and didn't know how to read a word of Urdu as well. Wow, so man, I'm really awesome. really I happy about that. <laughs> The <laughs> um, Ghalib just spoke to me, man. Like I, I, I don't know what to say. Um, and and then after that, uh, pursued my like passion for uh, physics, mathematics, theoretical physics. I did. Uh, here it is. I did oh. astrophysics at the University of Cambridge, um, three years, uh, which is which is you know the same thing that Brian May from the band Queen did as well. So we share. That's something that we share. That's um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> apart from the fact that I also play a little bit of guitar. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and then after that. Um, yeah, it's just been like an insane, like very typical millennial journey as well. Just like jumping from one thing to the next. Like I've delivered for Amazon, you know, the evil corporation Amazon. Um, right. and, uh, but I've, I've also started my own uh, clothing brand as well. Um, I was a part, part, one of the first directors for a Pakistani student organization where we were trying to like basically make a platform Um for student societies like Pakistani societies across the country to just communicate with each other um, oh, and so through that I was 
basically one of the first people to introduce the idea of open mic nights in the box nine circle. Open mic nights have existed like way before me, but right. it wasn't very common in in Pakistani student circles, especially in London. It'd be Kavali nights, Shisha nights, like Gup Shop games night, and all that. Open mic nights started. So like I've had it not been for the seven years in Pakistan, I wouldn't have had that passion and drive to be involved in the Pakistani community like this, um, nice. and 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 do do this kind of work. And then film started. Um, film. Okay, so the, here's my spiel with film. Um, my my dada my my grand my dad's dad um, he well he's been an entrepreneur all, all his life but towards the end of his uh, his life uh, I never got to meet him he passed away before I was born but towards the end of his life he was a producer and financer of um, a number of Pakistani films um, so I like to feel like there's some sort of lineage but there's no nepotism advantages I must say. Um, <laughs> Um, but, but that's amazing! Wow, it's I insane. No, it's you. really, really cool. It's really cool. Um, uh, and I've always had this affinity towards film. Um, mm. I've, I've always just been. There's been a romanticism with the world fil- word filmmaking for me since a young age. But it just never was a um, career path as such uh-huh. because. Uh-huh. Um, uh, okay, and I want to give the benefit of the doubt to like you know parents and families because if your if if your family is in the show business film industry side of things, then of course they would know how what the ropes are, how it works, and they can introduce you and then they can guide you as well. Um, but I feel like in a place like Pakistan, where if if your family doesn't know how to guide you in a certain career path they're obviously going to want the best for you right so if if they see that you're going into what seems like an uncertain career path they're gonna they're gonna be a bit cautious so i like to think that you know my my parents were cautious but they've always been very very supportive thankfully um they've been very patient with with me trying to find my way try my find my footing um and uh, and i'm really really appreciative of, of that but I do feel like that. That's where it, it, that's where it comes from. But having said that, of course, I've had the classic, "Beta, why don't you get a proper job?" Um, whatever, whatever a proper job is. Um, who has it? Who has it? Right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure so many people do. can relate to this. Um, what is this podcast? Yeah, what's the podcast? What is uh, what podcast? You mean radio show? Um, <laughs> you mean radio show? <laughs> um, love well, radio. So yeah, have, oh, yeah. Same. And you have been, you said, from your DJ um, days, part yeah. of radio, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So like, I just did a ton of stuff in Cambridge. Um, including a bunch of like athletic stuff as well like ro- rowing badminton i was um at one Acting? point the vice right? yeah uh, yeah kickboxing as well i was i was at one point the vice president of the cambridge university kickboxing society um so training at like a really elite elite level i was also involved in the pakistani society um Again, for a brief period, I was the vice president then, but like worked a lot with the publicity, very involved. A lot of dancing. Dancing was big at university for me. Like that's, again, it, it's, it was like film for me. Like I've always known that I've had an affinity with it, but I've never really felt comfortable just dancing on a dance floor because I later realized I didn't have the vocabulary to dance. Um, <laughs> and choreographed dancing is, is very different to freestyle dancing. Choreographed oh. dancing is literally you building your vocabulary. Yeah. Um, 
and someone guiding you and helping you to to how to perform um and my first kind of performance was for a competition a national level competition um and it was like this ghana style dance which is you know the comes from like a south indian like folk dancer so if you've ever seen like a south indian film um your danush kind of like just explosive like jumping and like there's a big scene in america as well i'm pretty sure um like that's the first thing i did super energetic and i found that my background in in martial arts like cuz i'd done karate boxing um uh kickboxing as well at that point that came in really handy they loved my expressions just that boost just gave me a lot of positivity and uh, it was very i felt very expressive as well it, yeah. it it was a new avenue for me to express myself and it just opened a new dimension of of a personality that i didn't know existed And um, well, this is all happening after you've officially flown over to uh the UK again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, so this is whilst I'm I'm in the UK. I'm I'm at, you know, I've done my uh O levels, A levels, A levels I did here and then mm-hmm. I'm at university now. So this is, you know, start of the second year of university. Mm-hmm. Um when when dance becomes a part of my life and yeah. it's just completely changed me for the better. Um Doctors oh, about all these amazing like big names that you've I mean there was a mention of Men in Black hello Yeah yeah okay. Doctors about so, that <laughs> So um my first job in the film industry um I'll re up um I did this course uh, with this organization called the National Youth Film Academy I love them to bits they've been massively supportive of my film career uh did a course with them and in 10 days you need to make a film you put in a group so I met a lot of people um that I'm now working with as well frequent collaborators off the back of that they obviously keep an eye out on people that they feel like have the right kind of attitude that they want to support and and give sort of jobs to a month and a bit later I uh, I get like a message or a call being like Shine like there's a there's a film job make sure you're available for this date like we really feel like you're going to be the right person for this this uh this thing. Um I'm like all right what is it can't give you details just make sure you're available for this day this time. <laughs> all right cool fine. Um I I had a barbecue that day with a friend uh, obviously pre-lockdown this is back in 2018 right. uh, the good old days um Duh. and I know <laughs> what was that like um and and I had to run from that barbecue because I was like okay cool turn up is this uh, St Paul's Cathedral this massive massive beautiful cathedral in in the heart of London that the road in front of it that that cathedral itself all blocked out I come in get part of the crew find out it's the set of Men in Black International. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So my first first job in the film industry was working um on Men in Black International. I haven't seen the film uh but I hear mixed reviews <laughs> but nonetheless. So art typical. <laughs> I said that but I haven't really seen it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Looters. no. It's... Everybody ever. It no, every but it was such a ever, yeah. every artist ever. Every yeah, artist yeah. Ever. I, this, I did this thing. I don't really yeah, see it. No, I, I don't. Yeah. At people, but I hate looking at it. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's amazing. That is so said, cool. That, that was insane. That was It's really, really insane. It's actually a badge of like honor. You know how like people know that I know that guy. Yeah, I know that <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> um, amazing. And then Jack Ryan, I worked on uh, season two. They were filming in Leicester Square. Met yeah. John Krasinski there. That was a lot of fun. Oh my god. <laughs> really tiring. I don't think I've told you this. Uh, no, we would freak out just like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant guy. I have, I have like 
like girly goosebumps right now. Girly goosebumps. Oh, I, I t- so did I. I also oh, had girly goosebumps. <laughs> they were real. I have such a crush on John. It's not your What's kind. there not to like? That, that switch up. The switch up. I, the one, a man can only dream of the kind of glow up that this man has had. Yes. Um, yes. Insane. It's true. It's true. Um, and then worked on The Gentleman, which is a Guy Ritchie film. Um, starring Matthew McConaughey and yes I did indeed meet Matthew McConaughey uh, oh it, was, it was a small God. intimate <laughs> I dream right here are you serious? absolutely why are you talking to us? Yeah. I don't know what you mean what you mean? it's oh, just no, me where people host you have met Matthew should not be talking to us oh no not at all one day Matthew's gonna be sitting here and talking to you guys like, I'll tell you this right now hey, this is exactly this is, this is exactly why you're here um, you make us feel so good about ourselves is he as gorgeous in real life oh for sure like he <laughs> not as tall I'd say but very yeah. intense like this guy is passionate about his craft and mm-hmm. like he's in the zone um, oh my God. Mark Strong as well was was on the like I, again I've not seen The Gentleman yet I really want to watch it I'm waiting for it to come out on <laughs> Prime um, but it was a really intimate set so like it was basically everyone was kind of saying hello to everyone it wasn't a yeah. super huge big one yeah so mm-hmm. wow. so every and I was on door duty as well, so like everyone had to go through me to get on set too. So are you serious? Wow. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hey, how was... do you see this? Like, because this has been on our minds for a while. Um, yeah. You know, everything has literally shifted in the last eight months, but yeah. we've been, you know, definitely keeping an uh, intense eye on like what's happening on the, you know in the film industry yeah. like we see yeah. Netflix we see Disney we see all these like blockbuster mm. films that were supposed to be in theatres but were not mm. and are stopped for god knows how long really they've yeah. been postponed for a while any yeah. chatter in your world about like w- how this is like evolving for you yeah so I mean um, the film industry was like probably one of the hardest hit uh, mm. uh, because of COVID because like you just you you it's very difficult turns out on a set like if you want to film a scene that where actors need to be close to each other like you actors need to be close to each other like that's it you can't escape it um and also there's like a lot of contact like when you as a film crew on set you you're running about you're talking to communication is key you can't run a, a set without strong communication um there's a lot of obviously equipment picking up putting down um walkie talkies all of that so it it, of course it got affected massively and also it was uncertain as well as to like what do we do right now so stuff was just put on hold a lot of productions have moved quite a fair bit but um a couple months back i think there there was a whole document that was reviewed and, and released um which basically was a guideline in terms of how production should function um, to make themselves COVID friendly, um, wow. and 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 lo- and now companies and productions have started following those. So productions are resuming, uh, and a lot of stuff that was meant to be coming out this year has been delayed. But work is happening. It's picking back up slowly, but but people are now starting getting used to this new way of working on set, which is going to take a while, but but. It's good. I feel like it's it's at least the train's moving slowly yeah. but surely. 
Exactly. Um, well, yeah. thanks for that. Like we've been we've been literally wondering. Yeah. But, uh, since this is an intro, like you know, all about yeah. Cheyenne episode, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're definitely definitely curious to hear like you know some other uh, spaces in life that you are interested in, that you talk about, that you mm-hmm. are passionate about. And remember on the call that we talked about like you know uh, sincerity, humanity, genuinity, and also mental <sighs> health. Uh, yeah. You know, so talk to us a little bit about like you know where you are in terms of uh, meshing. We were we were talking also a lot about like you know meshing our experiencing experiences from Pakistan over to you know mm. the UK or the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, cultural shifts. You had mentioned you know your your involvement mm. relationship with your dad and everything like that. Uh, yeah. Just Gosh! Really oh nice, my God! Right? Yeah. No. There's yeah. so much. Uh, we're gonna have to unpack this. Um, I know. Right? <laughs> no. Like, I'm so good at like hitting you with all like the the mountains. Yeah. No. So. That's really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Just keep that up. Keep on reminding me and pull me back that's... on track if I go on a tangent. No. 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 Not at all. But that's exactly why the reason I do this with like everybody in the starting episode is because yeah, you all know what's to come. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 The, keep to yeah. Here's the agenda, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, um, no, so okay, where do we? Oh, there's so much beautiful stuff to talk about. So little time. Um, yeah. That's why we have multiple episodes, I guess. Um, so I'll talk about my dad. I'll talk about my dad. Um, very because it's 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 something that I can talk about really quickly as well. Um, so through no fault of his own, uh, dad's just for a large chunk growing up has been away for work or he would be doing the night duty he's he has always been like his energy and power to hustle has been a major source of inspiration for me like growing up for sure um because you know he's he's 18 his dad passes away he needs to be his own man he leaves the country he goes saudi he goes japan he goes he goes america canada like he works his ass off um even in japan like he would work double shift and then over time he'd come back home and you know the, as it is you know it workers that have come in working in factories um the places that they'd get to live the accommodation would be overpacked so bodies upon bodies so what wow. he'd do he'd he, he's he would um he would sleep in the bathtub that the wow. bathtub was his bed for like a good couple of years while he was in japan um so like I respect his hustle so much, um, but it has meant that obviously this was before he was married. But even after he was married, he um, the way you know the way he had he had to work and stuff meant that he couldn't spend spend the amount of time um, with his family that um, you would have otherwise preferred. Um, and that's that's you know that's. Because of circumstance, Life. it's not something that I hold against him. Um, but still, like you know, now now that I um, watch old home videos as well, like it's it's yeah. and we're babies and like you know, with two like my second birthday and stuff. Um, wow! Yeah. Just just the way that like he would uh, like hold us, look after us, just just be. We wouldn't be with mom. We'd be with like dad or just like sitting on his lap watching TV. Like it's it's it. There is no doubt that this guy like loves his kids so damn much um it's yeah it, it has just been a situation of circumstance where like he because of work just hasn't had 
to spend the most amount of time. So yeah. obviously, as a result of that, that means that uh, communication, because I've spent more time with mom, naturally, uh, the communication with mom, the lines are a lot stronger than, than they have been with dad. But what's been really beautiful in this past couple years uh, growing up is... Um, like I've, I've managed to spend a lot of time with with that, like especially well, obviously not because of COVID, but um, <laughs> pre-COVID, um, going to the gym, that was a big thing for nice. us. Because growing up, he, you know, he's been a wrestler, like Belvan, like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, he's he's like a black belt in karate as well. He's won national level championships, and so he's been an athlete all his life. Um, and like bless him he's in his 50s now but he's still working he's still fit he's still like out there hustling and that's insane so we would go to the gym together he would he would be my personal trainer essentially like the best personal trainer i could ever get for free (laughs) like on top of that for free exactly um that was a really wholesome way for for us to like start like communications and talking and um recently um my like i've got family in ireland right which is about an hour's flight um so my it's so close um my my sister my mom and my youngest brother like they they were like oh we're bored anyways there's nothing that we can do and there weren't any travel restrictions um this is post lockdown um let's go to ireland and i was like well i have work so i have to stay here and dad was also like i have work i've just come out of lockdown i need to make some money um so it was just it was just me and dad for like two or so weeks before we decided to join them in ireland (laughs) but before going out to ireland there was like a couple of weeks where it was just such a beautiful dynamic where for some strange reason well not strange reason i know exactly why it happened because lockdown changed everyone right um our lines of communication just opened up and as if it's like just two people mutually respecting each other like i would come home or he would come home and then we'd ask each other how our day's been or he would cook for me i would cook for him i didn't do the dishes i must confess like he would so he did all the dishes whilst it was just the two of us um uh but it would like we just every day like we'd sit down and we'd talk and tell each other how our day was uh, if it was good if it was bad debrief and just it was it was just so wholesome and just having that relationship with with dad was it's it's such energy it's such such a beautiful relationship to to have and and i'm so glad that, that it's happening at this point in life um yeah. mm-hmm. i feel like it's just giving me that kind of momentum that i can now ask him about you know what was it like when he was my age and like the uncertainties of life and exist existential crisis just hit you on the face and how did you deal with that stuff um and it's so like, refreshing it, to be on the other side and kind of like sure. you know mm-hmm. listen to an example uh coming from our culture where we see all the time where like unfortunately yeah. the culture of like toxic masculinity from like younger guys in our generation (laughs) uh just kind of like you know still being on their mom's heels all the time and really not like you know paying that much attention to dad i mean when you had talked to me about your dad it just was so refreshing to hear that you know sort of like that you know yeah that's that's kind of relationship i have because you don't really hear much about like a guy being black close with their dad yeah. at least we haven't really. at least we haven't yeah, yeah i completely yeah. don't, don't want to generalize like, no no for really. sure for sure yeah, yeah. i mean for us as we've always shared with you as well like you know yeah. with us it's been our dad literally yeah you for know sure. yeah um yeah. but that's amazing. for me for me it's been my mom for me it's been my mom but like it's in in like recent couple of years it's it 
I, I'm just so pleased. So I feel so blessed and humbled and lucky that, you know, I, I have these lines of communications now with both of my parents. Yeah. Not everyone has that. My parents didn't have, my parents are now older than their parents ever were. So oh, that, right. that's a crazy, like, I, and I had this chat with them as well. It's like, what does it feel? It must feel so surreal, so strange. You have now lived longer than your parents ever did. Cause these, these guys, you know, they were, they became orphans quite early on in, in their life. They were like 12, 13 or whatever. Um, wow. Insane. In, no, I, yeah, dad was 18, so which is why he had to then, then go out. But then mom was like 13 when, when her mom uh, passed away. But insane, insane. But Definitely. So I c completely take that on board. And, and I know that I'm super pr like privileged and lucky and, and, and so blessed. And, and I don't take it lightly, which is why I take every opportunity I can to like salvage these moments of, to have conversations with these guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah um, that's amazing no thank you for, for sure. sharing that and i know that you know for we've actually talked to other uh people on our uh, podcast where yeah. you know they have conversations like i think that we had that beautiful group um in our last episode mm -hmm. and they were talking about how they would want to you know probably do an episode exploring our relationships with mm -hmm. our grandparents one right. day so mm -hmm. you know i really appreciate it i you won't believe it but we're actually topping the hour but i do oh, wanna, no. <laughs> yeah can you believe that insane um, wow that was i feel like really i haven't good. even begun talking I, this is just like a pre-warm-up to the conversations but, <laughs> i don't know what the hell i've been saying all this time no everything that you just said like has laid out like a beautiful foundation for a future you know chat for sure so for many sure. so many yeah. i do want to so, like sort of like you know ask you like an ending question um when you uh you know he heard the term or what does the term lokya kahenge mean to you yeah. what is that something that uh you know has uh, appeared in your life here or there i don't yeah is, is that oh like my a, god come on like you can't be i feel like but like it comes very, with very... <laughs> damn no no oh my god so i feel like it comes with the um the melanin package right like if you <laughs> if you got a bit of brown then you best gonna be frowning i think that was, that was <laughs> so crap that's so I bad so bad um that's going to post and you know it yeah yeah no i prefer the post and you know it I prefer Hassan Minaj's version where it's like, once you go brown, you got to lock that shit down. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, of course, of course, Lord Gyakenge, that comes up so many times, especially, um, especially when I was living in Pakistan as well. There, there is, there has been that sense. And what I love, like when I first came across the early days of Lord Gyakenge and, and I saw the, um, the, the Insta post and I saw that you were doing this work and I was so excited to be a part of it soon. Um, uh, the, the first thing that comes to my head is this beautiful classic Bollywood song, um, right and that's uh, of course people will say something it's people's job to say something, say something yeah. um you know sung in the beautiful vocals of kishore kumar as well which is just a perfect reply to you know the question like of course people will say something it's their job to say something let them do their job and i'll do mine right that's that's the kind of philosophy I've had with this sort of thing, and if anything, it's it's very it's very interesting to to navigate this landscape as well. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. let's see. No, well, I guess we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, you're um, absolutely right. 
And I love that you're actually bringing it full circle back to something that you started with. You said that, you know, yeah. we've got to be the guys or we've got to be the girls yes. or whatever. Yeah. Um, You've got to be the generation that the generation. is the change that we want to see. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I feel like we are. Like, we, yeah. we're doing that. Like, for sure, you know. for sure. Yeah. It starts with conversations like these. It starts with... It, it genuinely does start with, with talking. Yeah. Or it starts within yourself. Um, if something's not feeling right you got to ask yourself why isn't it feeling right um what is this external influence or is this something that i've been conditioned to like behave in a certain way why what's wrong here um and when once you open yourself to thinking about these things and being open to being convinced otherwise um that's when you break the cycle um, and once you once you're also open to having conversations, potentially difficult conversations that challenge everything that you've believed in all your life, that's when change happens. That's when change happens. Yeah. So I, I genuinely believe, and this is something that I'm super passionate about that I try that I try to do in my filmmaking as well. I'm actually working on a film right now that I've received a a, a grant award for. Um, it's going to be uh, uh, that we'll be talking about that as well. Um, uh-huh. And and the the theme is a ray of hope, and I'm doing it with this incredible visual artist called Kajal Patel. Um, and and our sort of idea is that you know. So many South Asian artists ha- have their artistic careers dismissed because it's not a proper job or like <laughs> what, how, what kind of career are you going to make in the arts kind of the, the usual stuff that I'm sure people have heard to, you know, forever. Um, but we are now at a point, we are now at an age where it's our generation that defines the terms and conditions of how we want to live our life how the narrative's going to be how 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 the rules are going to work essentially yeah Agreed. we are the log now we are the log and, and we're saying that do it yeah <laughs> yes do it let it happen and we're not going to judge you for it and there is exactly. not going to be you no know. not at all yeah wear um, a nose ring if you want to yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> you Go dancer be an artist be a filmmaker do whatever makes you happy just put a positive contribution to the world and you will find inner happiness and no amounts of paychecks can can you know substitute for that i think honestly uh i know we have talked about this a lot in like some Mm. of our earlier episodes but having a fellow creative on that kind of an episode where we are not only you know discussing the barriers to entry to creative fields for our people i -hmm. feel like we should maybe also make it a part to like you know some tips and tricks up your sleeve to kind of like jump started or kick started i think that that'd be fabulous i would love i would love that like i i something that i'm working on the side is just like starting to build a network Mm -hmm. um of of south asian filmmakers and actors um because i this is something that i've struggled with as well like i want to work with more uh south asian uh, actors and filmmakers it's just difficult to find them right. and not on not only that i want to use it as a, as a way to encourage a young or aspiring filmmakers and actors to be like cool if your family doesn't know how it works in the industry or career path I would love for you to have a conversation with someone who does mm. and hopefully then that gives you a pathway, a mind map to then implement on. And so you're not feeling as lost as, as your family probably is. Right. Um, that's something I'm like so passionate about. That's work that I want to do in 
uh, like in the UK. Uh, there's a lot of work that I want to do in Pakistan as well, which is definitely for another episode. Uh, but yeah. The, like, I think but you bring the, up a really good point about like yeah. just, I think a lot of groundwork needs to be done in mm-hmm. a country like sure. Pakistan, where like yeah. even the concept of somebody, what you're talking about is a mentor or somebody who's been there. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a feeling like the people that I've talked to in Pakistan, they don't even grasp the concept of a mentor because everybody... No. Like that crazy Facebook post said, like, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. making like, you know, um, the basics work right, right. now. So for sure. Definitely a lot of work to be done. But thank you so much, so much, so much for being one of the people to initiate beautiful things like that yeah. and do uh, it. I'm, I'm only a small vessel in this big, beautiful machine that hopefully all of us will come together yeah, and yeah. just bring about such a beautiful change. Because honestly, like Ginza Manaha, like I'm sure you know this. There's just there are so many rich and beautiful stories to come from our region, okay. from from our history. Yeah. Like the uh, the world is just not gonna have enough of us. Yeah. Um. To, like just just bringing out just this beautiful amount of creativity and uh, beautifulness that's just gonna erupt. Um. And it's okay. it has to it has to come from us. Um. Yeah. Cause, yeah. It has to. It has to come from us. Yeah. Not like us three, but like us, our generation. Definitely. Us, us, yeah. um, us, us. <laughs> we'll be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. You, you just said exactly what I was about to, but I feel like that is a beautiful note to sort of, you know, Yeah, I feel so. I feel for so. now. For now. Damn. Gosh, I feel, I, I'm so humbled if people have actually stuck around and actually listened to my ramblings. Um, <laughs> I genuinely have no, no recollection of what kind of stuff I talked about. I just, I just started stuff. speaking. All this um, stuff. And that's exactly why, like, you know, we keep it kind of loose as well in terms of, like, yeah. I know you might have, like, noticed that I was trying to steer, but, like, not really steer yeah. because I no, feel like no, it's good, uh, much like what we have, I've personally learned from this round of therapy this year that was really needed, whatever yeah. will be on front of mind is exactly what you needed to talk about. So, exactly. You yeah. know. So I guess this is documenting our therapy sessions with each other in a sense. <laughs> but no, it genuinely does feel feel like therapy in a way that like this is this is conver- these are conversations I can't don't really feel like I can have with a lot of people. Right. And I'm so so glad and pleased and humble. I know I keep on using the word again and again, but I genuinely am that this platform exists and you guys are doing the beautiful work that you are to, to make this happen. So keep on at it, girls, and, and we'll hopefully be on, on another episode soon. I'm looking forward to, to see soon. what people very think very of this. Soon. Very soon, and welcome to the family now yeah. that, like, yes. you know, full credits uh, before this thing, you know, is going out. Like, Cheyenne is taking over audio production. Uh, and so, like, <laughs> all the beautiful stuff that you're going to hear is going to be... Hopefully. Coming from Hopefully. his hands. Com- so coming from across the I'm pond. So Crazy yeah. stuff. Crazy stuff, but oh, we thank you so much for your time and your Anytime. beautiful energy. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The, the, Guys, the, the, the love and respect is only mutual. Ah. Thank, thank you. you. Um, all right. We are excited to end on this beautiful note. Thank you so much for listening. We are back and we are back with uh, a vengeance. Um, And for good. And for good. uh, Until like, you know, um, natural things happen and then we just can't do anything about it. Uh, But Cheyenne, we, as you might already know, but like, we know, we we genuinely do a collective, uh, you know, ending with everybody. Uh 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 I've I've heard the the podcast. Yes, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. (laughs) 
good. Okay, good, good, good. Yay, we love that. We love that. Thank you. I would just uh-huh. seriously. Nothing but so much love for you, honestly. Um, so we'll do it together. Guys, thank you so much. For listening. For listening. And have a wonderful week. Absolutely. Wonderful. All that. All and that. And also, always remember. No, actually always, remember. always remember. Always <laughs> remember. Don't worry remember. about. Don't, don't worry about. Look out the hinge. Oh, we did it. That was great. Damn. Amazing. Amazing.